Um, we have been, this, this is what we started last week, this Advent, is we're literally looking at the song Silent Night is kind of our goal. And the whole thing of a Silent Night is trying to find a little bit of peace. Um, peace of heart, peace of mind, and especially in this, this, this time of year, all of our schedules are crazy. Or this time of year when it seems that there's so much worry and depression is like at an all-time high during this time of year and anxiety. So it's not just that all, some of us are always in a hurry, but it's also some of us just can't seem to get going because of that feeling of dread or that feeling of despair or that feeling of loneliness. There's something about the season, as awesome as it is, is that it also can cause us not to quite feel as good as, as we should, as we deserve to feel. So having a silent night, having a bit of peace is something we all strive and, and cling to and hope for. So today what we're continuing to look at is this idea of silent night, of searching for peace and how do we find that type of peace within. And today what we're going to do is look at the, the Gospel of Luke and the beginning of Gospel Luke chapter 2. And we're looking at to where the, 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 the shepherds are who we're focusing on today. And so nearby shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angels stood before them, the Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. And the angel said, don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is the sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel praising God. And they said, glory to God in heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. It's important to note to you that there's something incredible about of all the people, of, every, of all the peoples that, that this angel came to and shown was the shepherds. The shepherds were not, were were seen as horrendous people. I mean, it's a lowly job. It's a lowly job that, that that's where your lowest people on society were to be. A lot of times shepherds were in trouble because they were taking their flocks and going illegally onto other people's land. A lot of time your shepherds didn't really have any social skills because they were out on their own. I mean, their job was to just tend the sheep. So again, we see this interesting God that you and I believe in is this God who tends and goes out to people who are not the people you would think. These aren't the people who are going to go into town and be taken seriously when they say, you want to believe what just happened. These aren't the people who have any type of power or authority. These were the lowest of the low. But these were the people who pretty much had given up hope in so many ways. These were people who had no real opportunity for advancement. They were stuck at what they were doing and they were just simply trying to survive. But this is who our God chooses to go out and to announce and to tell and to bring hope. And as you see today, we're looking at the word joy. Now, my definition of joy is something better than just being happy. There's happiness, which we can feel happy and good. But then there's joy, which is a different, higher level for me. Joy is something that we have to suffer almost or 
work for or something that we have to do in order to attain that of joy. It's not just a feeling that comes upon us, but joy is something that after we go through something that is hard, joy is something that after we go through something that knocks us down and then we have to force ourselves back up, that is when we experience joy. I want to show you something here that hopefully gives you a little bit better of idea of kind of what it takes until we can feel and experience true joy. Man has worked the field since his fall, by beast or by crop, in plenty and in drought. He must tame the land or be tamed by it. The shepherd knows this well. He is a keeper. He is a guardian. He is a guide. And his flock, aimless in all their attempts, pulls him far away to chase their fickle hearts. How peculiar it is that God omnipotent would take the post of a shepherd. afraid? You don't be afraid. For I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, has been born this night in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find the babe wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. A baby? Glory to God in the highest! Peace on earth and goodwill toward men! Glory to God in the highest! Peace on earth and goodwill toward men! Glory to God in the highest! Peace on earth and goodwill toward men! So the shepherds left their flock and hurried to the village of Bethlehem. In society's eyes, shepherds should not be the first ones to greet the King of Kings. But isn't that just like the creator of the universe? He uses lowly people to do amazing things for his glory. They say that when 
we're fearful when something comes upon us that what our brain does is pretty much shuts down or doesn't utilize the common sense parts in our head. The, the part, the intellectual thinking, the rational thinking kind of goes away. And what happens is our brain is flooded with emotion. And what we become then is that fight or flight mechanism to whether either we want to get out of the way or we want to fight. And normally when we fight, we say we do things that we probably shouldn't say or do. So if you think about it, when we are living in fear in our lives, when we live in a place to where we are always worrying and always scared, we are allowing pure emotion to run us. We're allowing ourselves to be put in situations to where we are going to say things we shouldn't probably say. We're going to do things we probably shouldn't do. And we're going to seclude ourselves possibly from people because we are in fear. And when we do that and when we choose and make the decisions, and it's not always about making the decisions. It's about trying to just survive and get through another day. We put ourselves where we can't experience joy. We put ourselves where we can't experience hope. We put ourselves where we can't experience peace. We put ourselves in a place to where we live in anxiety and we live in fear. And then where is the joy? I see these shepherds and I watched this, this video and I was in, in this, this frame of mind to where you see to where simply living their life, what they do, and then scared beyond belief. But what they did was they held on. They held on to one another. And of course what they do then is the emotion comes over them and they, and they fight and they flee. But in their fleeing, they, they're, they're, there is finding that peace and they find that joy. And if you think about it, when you go through a moment to where you don't know if you're going to live or die and you're in a moment to where complete fear. And once that fear passes away, that is where the joy is. And that for you and me is a goal that we have is to find that joy, to find that peace. But getting there is the hard part. There is such a need that we have to hold tight. To hold tight, to try to get through the storms of life, to try to get to a place where we have to be if we want to experience, where we won't have to experience truth and, and life, if we want to experience what it is to feel God's comfort and God's peace. I shared with you before that I deal and continue will deal for the rest of my life with depression and with anxiety. I say that because I think a lot of us do. And me being silent doesn't help anything. Depression and anxiety are things that you live in a state of fear. You live in a state where emotions overtake you and they cloud everything. But even those who don't live with depression, who don't live with anxiety, it's amazing what we do, what our pride makes us do. We don't want, we are scared for someone to see that we are vulnerable. We are scared that someone will see that we're not strong. We're scared and that fear makes us again do things that maybe we shouldn't be doing. And so even people who show how tough and how wise and how amazing they believe they are. Many of times, those same people, 99% of the time, those people live in a state 
of fear. Fear of what may be taken from them. Fear of what may go. What I've had to do personally is I've had to live in a place to where I'll be in a situation and every bit of my instinct tells me to get out. And I'm sure some of you, you have seen me in, or you may not know it, but I'm in an instance with you. And we're talking and I can't seem to stay still and I can't seem just to keep focus. And all I want to do is, is jump and is leave. And I know all of us at some point in time have this same situation. We are stuck in a place of fear of emotion. And that place of fear of emotion completely takes away any joy. It completely takes away the ability to have good conversation. Because all our mind is, and our mind and our body and our blood is pumping and our adrenaline's going. It's wanting us to flee and to get out instead of holding tight. It strips away the joy in our lives. What I'm finding myself having to do is to notice that this is taking place. And I'm saying to myself, court, hold tight. I'm in a situation where I'm supposed to be having a good time and everything's fine and good. And all I want to do is find a reason to leave. Court, hold tight. And I'll tell you, I have yet to be disappointed when I hold tight tight. It's amazing how we are as humans, of what we can think of in these brains of ours. That all of us have this, this desire and want to be peace-filled, and we want to have, feel love, and we want to feel happiness, and we want to feel at peace with decisions we make, with the, the world that is around us. <clears throat> we forget how important it is just to be still. How many of us have had those lonely nights? Nights of despair, or as John Wesley would say, you know, uh, nights of a uh, lonely heart. And we don't know what to do or what to say or what to feel. And we keep thinking, then the emotions run, and all of a sudden a world that was okay has become horrific. Hold tight. We're having an uncomfortable discussion with our, our spouse or with our children or with a close friend. And we don't want to be in that conversation. We don't want to be a part of that, but hold tight. Today, right now, we're all wondering what in the world to do next. What, where do we have to go next? What dinner do we have to go to? What, what football game do we have to watch? Whatever it may be, what do we do but hold tight? You know, really, the entire part of Christmas of Advent is to experience joy. Think about it. Everything we do, we're trying to experience joy. We sing Christmas carols that bring back great memories for joy. We light Christmas trees up. We, we light our yards up. We, we do all this to bring feelings of joy and of hope. 
We have Christmas presents. And what do they do? They're supposed to bring joy and hope and excitement. Everything we do for Christmas is about bringing joy and hope. But until we as people, as individuals, can find a way to find that within ourselves. And some of us have to really take a hard look at ourselves and understand, are we crazy negative? Is everything bah humbug? And if it is, why is it that way? What is keeping you from feeling joy? What is keeping you from allowing others to feel joy? You can't just, we can't just go through the motions like we do every year and expect anything to be any better. That's insanity. The definition of insanity. Something has to be different. Something has to be a way that we can take up the scabs of whatever has wounded you and we can begin to live really authentically and to feel joy and to feel comfort, to feel hope. Those of you who are dealing with depression, I tell you what, sitting and being alone and not talking about it is not going to help. I know I try that one very, very hard. It doesn't do any good. Those who are dealing with anger and issues where everything is bah humbug, where everything is negative and bad, you're not helping anything. You're not helping anyone else and you're not helping yourself. There's got to be a reason, a root cause for that. You're supposed to have a silent night. You deserve to have a silent night. You deserve to feel hope. You deserve to feel peace. You deserve that. So what's keeping you from it? Fear is going to happen. Anxiety is going to take place no matter what. That's part of life. But how do you get through that and how do you find the joy? The thing is, is that there are answers to those questions. It's not just me saying, good luck, hope the best for you. But there are people to talk to. There are ways to do it. There, Heck, there's medication to help. There's all these different ways that you can put yourself in a place that gives you a chance to experience joy that gives you a chance to move past the anxiety and depression, that gives you a chance to move past the harmful pride that you may possess. But you got to be willing. But you got to have the desire to feel joy. I pray that all of us have the courage to do what is good and right. I pray all of us have the same desire that the same outlook that these shepherds had, that they had to face death in their sight. They had to be overcome with fear. And as that event was taking place, as they felt the, the, the anxiety, the fear, that they continued to just stay tight and allow God to be God and come out the other way laughing and hopeful of what is to come. Don't allow another Christmas, another Advent season to go by to where you don't feel thankful. To where you don't appreciate family and friends. Don't allow this culture that is about materialism, that is about presence and all that, don't allow that to take over your way of thinking. And don't settle for being depressed. Don't settle for being anxious. Don't settle 
for the, the negativity of life. We are meant to have joy. God comes to every single one of us. Not just the people we think are saints, not just the people we think are worthy, but to all of us, God comes and God shares a message. My friends, you deserve joy. Let us pray. Gracious and awesome and amazing God, life is crazy, life is scary, life can be so overwhelming. Remind us on this morning that there is good. Remind us on this morning that there is peace to be had, but sometimes we have to just hold tight and allow it to happen. Gracious God, allow us to laugh and to smile. Allow us to love and to encourage. On this day, grant us the peace, the ambition, the motivation we need to go out and truly feel and express and give joy. And we ask all this in your, in your amazing son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.